thank you for hitting play on the Successful Hairstylist Podcast. I'm Ren Lopa, the CEO and co-founder of Wolf and Rabbit Inc. Salon Marketing, and I'm obsessed with helping hairstylists book luxury clients in only 30 minutes a day. My students have been able to double their sales in only 30 days. And so instead of worrying about their next paycheck, now they're focusing on raising their prices and scaling up to that 10K month level. You can have that too. Today, I did something a little bit differently where instead of focusing on growing your income and getting all of those new clients, I wanted to focus a little bit on what to do with your money that is actually coming in. So I titled this episode, Rich Girl Financial Moves, and I hope that you love it. The inspiration for this came from my own personal life where kind of like once a year or a couple times a year, I really do an overhaul of my finances make sure I'm up to date on all of the latest advice, look at all of the statistics, I research everything, and I thought, why not bring that to you all and make sure that you are just as empowered. So without any further delay, let's jump into it. Today we're doing something super different, and the reason why I kind of wanted to talk about finances is because... I focus a lot on how to increase your income, right? Like a lot of my students make thousands more dollars a month, but it isn't always about how much we make. Like our wealth and our net worth and often our future is not about how much we make, it's how much we keep, we invest, and we're super smart with. So I wanna dive into this with you guys today. Also, this is just something that has been very active in my personal life. So as I'm learning and experimenting and doing different things and researching for my own life, I love to come on and share it with you all because I know there's tons of confusing information out there. There is, I mean, and money just feels complicated emotionally, everything. Okay, so we what I titled this today is Rich Girl Finance Habits. And the first thing, the whole premise, like the whole place I want to start is with reminding you that rich and wealth is not all about the size of your paycheck. It is more about how you invest, how you save, how you are allowing yourself to gain traction because I remember those days where, you know, some of the times where I was making the most money, it was just slipping through my fingertips. And I'm like, oh, if only I could have been, you know, smarter then I would be way further ahead, right? So I want to help you guys if only, if this is even just planting a seed right now in your mind, I want to support you in making better decisions and truly just having more knowledge because so often, what do we say? We say, I didn't know, right? But you guys, ignorance is a choice in 2022. Ignorance is a choice. We have everything at our fingertips and I wanna support you guys in making amazing choices and not falling victim to your subconscious whims and behaviors, okay? So, when I was researching for today's training and honestly just researching for my own financial check-in, 
I found some super interesting stats. And so the first one, and it also like really energized me to not only get out there and help you guys make more money, but also make sure that you're keeping your money. Um, the average salary for people under 30, so between 20 and 30, was $28,000 in 2021. Okay, and then for 30 to 40, the average salary was like 58, 60,000. Okay, so I say this to you guys because hopefully many of you are sitting there and you're like, oh my God, like we make way more than that in our field, right? Like we have so much more potential than many other people who aren't as in control of their businesses or how much money they can bring in and all of that. Like we are so blessed where the more effort we're putting out, the more energy that we're investing and growing, the more money we get to make. Okay. So when you hear those stats, the first thing I want you to do is recognize where you are in that. And then we're going to take this obviously more personal and dial this in a little bit, okay? So as always, I usually share tips with you guys. So I have three tips on finally getting control of your finances. And then I'm also going to share um, a couple of podcasts and resources that have really helped me find more like comfort in learning about finances, investing, um, getting joy out of, you know, putting my money away instead of getting something new and cool and all of that. So the first thing that I want you guys to think about when it comes to your finances is there is a lot of avoidance. Okay. And like, you know, raise your hand if you've ever avoided looking at what's happening in your finances. Like I'm there with you. Um, and there's a million reasons why we avoid it, right? So sometimes we avoid it just because like, oh, it's fine. <laughs> My bank account didn't hit zero. I didn't overdraft, so everything's good. Um, you might avoid it if you're partnered because your parents might've had complicated dynamic around money, right? A lot of marriages and couples this becomes a source of contention and stress. And so if you grew up in that environment, that is going to be really natural to just like steer clear. Okay. I don't want to be a part of that. And so we avoid. So what does not avoiding look like? Like what does looking look like? Is it just looking at your totals every day? Like what am I proposing? So what I would suggest doing, and I would just get in the habit of doing this every single month, for a really long time. But what I recommend that you do is every month at the end of the month, I want you to print out all of your transactions for that month. And you're going to do this for your regular checking account. You're going to do this for any credit cards you have. Okay. And any other place that you spend money. Okay. So we're going to look and not avoid. And what we're going to be looking for in this is I like to just use a highlighter because I'm very visual and I just like colors. I want it to be pretty, but I will take a highlighter and say, okay, that's recurring. That's necessary. Um, this was extra spending. This was extra spending. This was savings. Okay. And just really 
go through all of your spending and get an idea, even just visually, of what's happening. So for example, if you know, okay, my living expenses are pretty close to what I make, and then you have a lot of pink highlights, which would indicate your extra spending, uh-oh, you might be in some trouble, right? So we need to just get used to knowing this. So then what I want you to do is, I want you to total up whatever you've highlighted, let's say in green, that's like your recurring monthly expenses that are like non-negotiable, okay? Total that up and then total up all of the incoming deposits and see how everything is looking. So this is going to give you the most honest thing. And you guys, if you are not in balance, that's okay, right? It is okay. We are never here in these conversations to shame ourselves, to have guilt, to um, feel horrible, to bully ourselves, none of that. We are here and we are doing this as a loving, kind thing for ourselves. So we need to look and not avoid. So that's the first thing. Print your statements every month. Kind of see the totals. Did I spend more than I deposited? How's it all looking? So the second thing that we need to do is we just need to get honest. Okay, so in your 20s, so if you're under 30, if you can deposit $99 a month, you can have a million dollars plus by retirement age. Okay, that is only $99. Like we're spending more than that on all the streaming services we have, okay? But the reason we don't always do it is because we don't realize it's that little. Like we don't realize that's all it would take to get us there. So we're going to get honest and this is where we might start shutting things off. So for me, my household, I was like, you know what? I think Amazon Prime is a little too convenient. Okay, <laughs> let's just be real. Too convenient. I can have it immediately. I can, the thought can pop in my head and it can be ordered in one minute, in 60 seconds, right? So look at things and if you are more of a spender, I'm more of a spender, create little tiny barriers between you and making that decision. So for me, got rid of Amazon Prime, got rid of Walmart delivery, okay? I got rid of a lot of the super convenient shopping things so that I can go and I can make my little list of what I'm thinking about, what I want, plan my errand day that I'm running around, and now I have to physically drive and go and get everything, which, before 2020, I never would have considered like a weird thing to do, but now that's weird, right? We've had so much convenience, grocery delivery, you name it. So we need to get honest about what we can cut out and what is what we're not going to cut out. And where I really want you to think about this, you guys, is using the phrase, it's not a priority or it is a priority. Okay, so here's what I mean. If you know, for example, $99 is all I need to contribute every month if I'm under 30 to set myself up for retirement, and yet you choose 
clothes, coffee, restaurants, all of that, what I want you to get in the practice of is actually saying, okay, cool, future me or securing my future is not a priority right now. Making sure I look good and I have coffee every day is the priority. And I want you to really go through everything and say it out loud like that because what I have learned from my own mentors is that when we say these statements out loud like that, like, oh, well, then that's not a priority, our bodies will like immediately confirm it or deny it, right? Like, you'll get that pit in your stomach. You'll get the pit in your stomach that I have to do this even with how I spend my time, right? Like, well, if I'm procrastinating on the most important thing, I have to tell myself, okay, well, I'm going to do this, this, and this because that's not a priority. My body freaks out and I reprioritize my day because I know that that's not true. So with our money, we need to be doing the same thing. So what would it look like if you were honest? about what's happening in your bank account and then where you can actually make those little cuts, where you can make those little changes, where you can add in one extra baby step so that it's less convenient to be impulsive. What else I want you to see in the get honest section is how much the little things add up, right? The joke is like when you go to Target and everything is under $10 and somehow it adds up to $300, right? It's like, oh, I thought I was just getting $10 things and it adds up. So this is where we just need to get honest. And then the last step here is we need to recalibrate. And what I find is that in conversations about finances, where do we tend to focus the most? Like. For me personally, what I used to do is I used to be like, okay, how can I lower my car payment? How can I lower my car insurance? How can I get a better interest rate on my credit card? Like I would focus on the big pieces of the pie. And then because I wasn't focusing on the little tiny spending I was doing that was adding up, I never really made that progress. So when you recalibrate, yes, if you are if your life is more expensive than the money you're making, then totally get in my program, by the way, luxury client method, learn how to have more income coming in, but you also might need to make different decisions. You might need to get a cheaper car. You might need to get a cheaper apartment. So as you are honest and looking and recalibrating yourself, you might have to make some different decisions. You might have to cut some things out that you're used to having that feel really nice. But this is how you make progress. Hi, Cece. This is how you make progress. So the last piece of this is going to really be the tracking piece. Okay, so if we like we know this behind the chair. If we can make a plan before we go in, if we can write down goals, somehow we magically make more money, right? Like that is a common practice in our industry and it works super effectively. So as you are approaching some of the more boring or stressful things like personal finances, it's really important that we also do this tracking. 
I'm going to be honest, since this is a huge focus for me for the rest of 2022, I have a whole, I just made a very simple like Word doc table to fill in every month. Where's my checking account? Where's my savings account? What's the total? And am I seeing progress every month, right? Until I hit a certain goal, then the, the goal will change. But this is where I'm starting and it's on my fridge. It's in my face. Like if it goes down, I am going to have to see that every day, you know? <laughs> and as the spender in my partnership, I have to take responsibility for that and say, this is our thing that we're in. This is the boat we're in. You know, I'm not going to be the hole in the boat. I know my husband won't be, but having that there as that little bit of accountability of like, Ooh, I got to Okay. Of like, Ooh, I got to remember big picture what I'm going for. I don't need to spend $170 on groceries every weekend when I can spend 125. Cece says, I used to be super scared of numbers, but now I understand that I find them super helpful and honestly sexy as fuck. Yes. Yes. And that is tip. That was number one. We need to look and not be afraid because what happens when you are printing out your statements and you are highlighting it and just really looking at what is even happening at first, it's going to be awkward. Then, you know, when you start recalibrating, when you get honest with yourself and you kind of switch things around, stressful, you're going to have to get used to some different things, but then it becomes a game. Then it becomes sexy. Like you said, Cece, then it becomes sexy. Then it's like, okay, how can I do this? What new trick can I do this week? I need something from Target. I need something from the grocery store. Let me look up you know, how to be smart about this. Let me look up how I can really figure this out. It becomes extremely empowering. And what happens a lot with our money in particular is that because we won't look, we're almost just self-sabotaging. And if you are anything like me, again, these little things add up. Time is so mind-blowing to me. I will think it's already a new month, and so I get a new extra spending budget, right? Oh, I get a new clothing budget this month. Guys, it's only been 10 days since the last time, okay? Like, it is weird. Once you really start looking at it and, like, acknowledging it, it will be super eye-opening. And hopefully when you do, you're going to realize it's not even as bad as you thought, but the stats on it, because in my head, I'm like, you guys probably got it. You're probably good. I don't need to talk about this. But these statistics are that the average American doesn't even have $1,500 like it, to their name between checking and savings. You know, I want to help you guys make that progress. Otherwise, why do we even have businesses? It's bigger than freedom of time in terms of when you can come and go making your own schedule. You guys need freedom of stress, of pressure, truly knowing that you can build this beautiful life for your family, you know? So 
It's very, very important. And I hope that these three tips have helped you. So just to recap, we have the first tip is to look and not avoid. The second tip is to get really honest about what looking shows you, <laughs> what you see when you're actually in there. And then the third one is to recalibrate. Okay, make those little changes. See where you can challenge yourself, okay? For groceries, you know, even. Like, don't just look at the big, huge numbers. Look at the little things that you're doing. It makes such a difference. So I hope that this has been helpful. I genuinely hope that you guys take the time to even tonight. I know it's only the seventh of the month, but just start now. You don't have to wait for a new month. Go print out your last 30 days of transactions. Get out three fun colors that make you feel good and just look, see what's happening. Then treat yourself to a glass of champagne and chocolate. Like make it fun and sexy and sweet. And then, you know, just know that we're all in this together working on it. CZ says a million percent agree. We have to harness the power of our numbers. Absolutely. It is the most empowering thing. And I would argue, especially as women, it is one of the most empowering things we can do is not only increase our earning potential and know exactly how to make more money, but also to know what to do with that money because we are already behind in so many ways. We are already behind. And so this is one of those ways that we level the playing field and you know if it's hard now and you're paycheck to paycheck, you're planning the future of when it's not gonna be. And ugh, how freeing is that? That's like the most empowering thing ever. So please save this or share it with somebody who you know needs to hear it. And as always, if you wanna know how to make more money behind the chair, DM me the word method. It's at Official. And I will see you all next week. Do you feel like people these days are not willing to pay for the luxury services that you want to provide? Or maybe you just feel like you're running into a wall with building your clientele. Listen, the luxury client method is more than hacks for Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and more. It's an actual strategy to book clients. We focus on practical day-to-day -day activities that actually make a difference in moving your business forward and get you in front of those people who are willing to pay. Because I can tell you, even in this economic climate, even throughout the past couple of years, the stylist and the luxury client method have been able to double their sales consistently month after month. Come and see what the difference is all about. DM me the word method on Instagram. It's at Renlopa Official, and I'll send you all the juicy details. I'll see you in my inbox.